come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polterguide, Kinsey. I'm your polterguide, Debbie. I'm your polterguide, Mac. I'm your polterguide, Adrian. I'm your polterguide, Donna. And we just watched the new Halloween film. So shall we go around? Did you like it? Did you not like it? And uh, we're probably going to jump into spoilers pretty fast. So uh, go see it. Um, Michael Myers kills some people. Mm-hmm. God, Donna! Donna! So, just FYI, so you've been warned. Good luck. Um, I saw the movie one time, and I liked it. Um, I was not on the edge of my seat as much as I would have liked to have been. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I adore it, but there were times where I'm like, ah, man, movie, don't pander to me. I mean, it's working, (laughs) but don't do it. (laughs) Um, I, I think... The, the the thought I had going in is like, oh, it's going to be like the best fan film ever made. But it, I think it was more than that. and But I think a reasonable person in the proper context could have not liked this movie and been okay. I Slashers aren't really my thing. Oh, I'm really far away from the mic. Slashers aren't really my thing. Um, with that said, there are parts of this movie that I love. Um... A lot of it being Lori. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, I thought it was totally good. Like, it was fine. It was it was Halloween 3 excluded. Probably my favorite Halloween movie. <clears throat> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Halloween 3 is your favorite? It's so fucking weird. It is so fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird. And, like, it comes out of fucking left field. And then they immediately dropped the idea that they were doing with it. I just... Like, I don't even know that I like the movie Halloween 3 that much. I just like how fucking batshit it was <laughs> that they did it. It was. It was batshit for sure. And Tom Atkins a mustache. And Tom Atkins with a mustache and a T. I enjoyed it very much. I saw it twice. Um, I'm just really psyched that young women growing up right now have these strong characters who women these strong women who don't have to wait for a man to come save them and not just one three at, at least three in yeah. this film yeah. yes um and you know we've got we've got general organa we've got we've got wonder woman and general antiope we've got the the strode women i mean oh my god i'm just i'm just so excited sarah that's, connor's coming back sarah connor that's one of the things that i i said to my husband after i saw this movie is i was like watching this movie felt the same as seeing princess leia become general organa yeah. and seeing princess buttercup become generally and i think it's antiope but but yeah it was just um i felt like the movie it really handled its um easter eggs i'm going to use as an example the halloween three masks yeah they were they were there and if you recognized them, you got to go, hey, cool. And if you didn't recognize them, it didn't matter. It didn't hurt if you didn't realize what you were seeing. Kids so, and I are looking at each other like, Easter eggs. Let's talk about a lot yeah, of Easter eggs. Yeah, <laughs> Easter eggs. So, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was good. But now the defining moment. Did Kinsey like it? I 
fucking loved it. Oh my gosh. So word, word, word. Yes. That we, was a high five. Yes. I I already knew going in. I needed to see it twice. One that I could just, as we were talking off mic, let it unfold. Me too. And yeah. just be an audience member. And then I caught it yesterday afternoon, so I could do my official stuff. And I still had a great time with it. Like, and it was still great with the audience. And it was what I hoped it would be. That there was enough nods, like, hey, Ken, you know, I didn't care. We're here for you, Ken. Yeah, (laughs) we got you. We got you. And, you know, it's, yeah, I love it as much as the original, just... Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if I would go that far. Oh, like, to me, it's a perfect bookend. Like, it's... It is a perfect bookend, but I think this is still not quite the... Oh, man. the, The pure celebration of cinema that the first one I was. will be interested to see if I can convince you otherwise you you are you're you're your Babe Ruth calling the home run that you're going to convince me that this movie's better than the first one not necessarily better that's all I'm saying okay I'm just yeah. saying on par I, like I'm not saying better I'm saying mm-hmm. on par just like they're shaking hands mm-hmm. like they're whatever like I just okay I just dug it oh I'm interested in this discussion because it Great. Yeah. Great film. Best since the first. Oh, yeah. But still not quite there. But mm. and I don't think another movie could. Yeah. I... Like, Halloween is top five movies regardless of genre for me. The original. If I'm thinking about slasher movies, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 I don't think a slasher movie would ever be in the top... And, and, in, in a top list I'm for saying, me. That's a personal but taste thing, yeah. If I... If I pretend that I like slasher movies, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. If for no other reason, then Halloween is kind of the the template mm-hmm. for slasher movies. Yeah, I mean it is, yeah. you know. So. So, all right. Well, those of you who don't know what how the new Halloween is about, our good good friends at IMDb have actually let me uh, let me break in before we go see what IMDb says because I. I I don't think people realize that what we actually have here is a mashup of the Halloween world with Terminator. What we've got here is Laurie Strode playing Sarah Connor with Judy Greer playing a gender-flipped John Connor mm. and Michael Myers as the Terminator, of course. I like this. Or, or, it's Laurie Strode's, it's Jamie Lee Curtis's more credible than we would have thought, audition reel to play Batman once Ben Affleck's done. Can I, can we make this happen, actually? <laughs> yeah, she's she driving around in that truck with the CB radio, I'm like, get it, Batman, get it. <laughs> I, I didn't know I needed that until yeah. you said it, and well, now I'm just so angry that it has Jamie Lee Curtis is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> is that, is that going to be our hashtag to get this going? <laughs> Bruce is Bruce Wayne? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Stately Strode Manor, I think, is the, uh, the hashtag. Oh, that does roll off. Doesn't it, though? It, it rolls off the tongue very nicely. Okay, now let's see what IMDb is lying to us. Liars, <laughs> bunch of goddamn new numus liar assholes. Keep going, Kenzie. All right. <laughs> Lori Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. You change one word in that, that's the same description for H2O. Right? Is it just the years? Four. Yeah. Four. Two. Four to two. Yeah. And it's H2O. 
there's so much more going on in this movie than, than in H2O. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I've seen H2O. I don't remember a dang thing about it. It's like, I don't like it on principle when summaries are like, in the final confrontation. Because yeah. I'm like, fuck you, unless it makes enough money. I don't know right. what the fuck you're talking about when you say H2O. So I'm going to say I haven't seen it. All right. It's Halloween twenty years later. Are, are you up. being like Terminator Three here, or do you not? No, know I am. Enough? I am dead serious. I don't. Oh. Th- these, I, heard, <laughs> okay. I heard some weird static okay. when you said that, yeah. that. Whatever that was, but no, I've never heard of Halloween H two O. Are you serious? Yeah. AMC has like shown it like a bunch. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Have to. You, you've seen this one. You don't need to. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't downgrade. Yeah, H two O was like the one where where Jamie Lee Curtis returned to Halloween. Yeah. And it was supposed to be amazing because she was back. And then I can literally tell you nothing that happened in that movie. There I'm was, sure Michael killed people. There was a Creed song, so oh, let you know what's going on. But imagine <laughs> this movie. If it were per- uh, produced by the Weinsteins. Because that's what it was. Okay. So, did okay. It's been a long time since I've seen all the other Halloween movies other than three, which we watched last year. But, or this year, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, so, does this movie completely do away with all of those? Everything but Everything one. Everything but the first yeah. one. But the first one. Okay. Yeah. So, H2O didn't happen. H2O didn't happen. Halloween Resurrection never happened. It's weird. Pointedly, Halloween 2 never happened <clears throat> because at this point, Michael and Laurie are not siblings, which yeah. was one of the great lead weights on this series. Yeah. And Carpenter only put that in the script of the second one because he was binge drinking through the script and had to have a reason for Loomis to come back to the hospital at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole thing with the Cult of the Thorns. Yeah. Never yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. You're probably better for it. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. You, you, you are better for it. I can tell you Paul right Rudd's now. in one of them, and he's sort oh, of... Oh, fuck that movie. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Deb. All right. I don't know why I feel so strongly about him. I only like him in Ant-Man, the end. <laughs> Not even Anchorman? I don't even know. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No. I love Paul Rudd. Not even in Clueless? I don't know why. I don't even... Oh, God, no. <laughs> But only because, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because if it's, oh God, no, it's right around that same time that he was in Clueless. In fact, I think the credits say, like, introducing Paul, uh, Paul, right. Stephen uh, Rudd. I think yeah. he uses his middle name in the movie. Um, yeah, I had, at the time that Clueless came out, I had a violent, like, no reaction to it. I don't know why. Um, so that may be why. Now, now, I say that, and at the same time, I love, what is that guy's name? Donald something or other. Plays oh. Turk on Scrubs. Glover. Or not Glover. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Faison. Faison. Yeah, Donald Faison. I love him. Love yeah. him, love him. And I know yeah. he was in Clueless. But I think maybe... Clueless well, is worth another look. It, it holds yeah. up. But about All Halloween, right. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, I want to start off with... Because um... I did mention it. The Weinsteins. Mm-hmm. Miramax... Also produced this movie, but they they are a Weinstein free. This is a repudiate. The movie is almost a total repudiation of the Weinstein effect. Not mm-hmm. the effect, but the Weinstein's themselves. So mm. thought I'd put that thought out. Let's there. Say like but Max doing improved or whatever. Yeah, they've been. We're we're not we're not those guys. <laughs> not us. Okay. This leads me nicely into one of my points, unless Donna really wants to go. Yeah, I was starting to say something. I noticed that several times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you go ahead. No, no. I, I refuse. Okay. Um, there were there were several places that this movie did lie to us, though. 
um, with the use of music or the use of POV shots, and I was a little annoyed by that. Yeah. There's 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 a language in film, and this, this is mm-hmm. the thing I've said before, but um, so near the end, as a, for instance, when Lori comes down and she's pointing her gun... Spoiler at, alerts now. Oh, yeah. And she's pointing her gun at, at that closet. She's yes. She's talking to Michael, and they gave us a POV shot from inside the closet. Yeah, that was bullshit. That was a lie. That was, that was just a flat lie. Mm-hmm. And then... Later, when, um, or no, it was earlier, actually, when Dave went into the shed where the motorcycle was, mm-hmm. and they started playing the, the, yeah. the Halloween music, again, that was another lie. I don't know if that was a lie. That was a fake out, but I'll give you the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fake out. Fine. Yeah. Um, and so I thought those were kind of some cheap techniques, but really, that's, that's it. That is, that is my complaint about the movie, is that they lied to us in a couple of spots. Alright. I'd, I'd co-sign on that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, I've been listening to this podcast called Halloween Unmasked by The Ringer. Yes, by The Ringer. And uh, one of the things that they talked about on there was about how Halloween is the... Is, is, is like the starting point for so many horror movie tropes we have. You know, the final girl and <laughs> the virgin and da-da-da-da-da. Even though Lori totally gets high. <laughs> in Halloween. Yeah. Um, this movie felt to me like a reclaiming of those tropes because <laughs> after Halloween did it, they sort of lost control of them. Like, yeah. Lori got high in Halloween, but then the trope of the final girl definitely became, like, purity and, like, lawful good. Mm-hmm. Um, if, in, if Halloween had been made after Halloween, Lori would not have gotten high. And so in this movie, it felt, it felt to me like they were very much like, no, the things that you decided Lori were are not what she is. I thought it was also really, really awesome to see a final girl revisited in this way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've had the multiple screen movies and we had the mm-hmm. other Halloween sequels before, yeah. but this one feels to me like it gives Lori power and agency. And yeah, she makes sketchy decisions. Like when she's all like, oh, yeah. I prayed for Michael yeah. to get loose. I'm like, well, good job, because now like six people are <laughs> yeah. dead. She is flawed deeply. Yes. But awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no more perfect moment is when she arrives at dinner at the restaurant and then she starts picking up the wine glasses and drinking it. Like, you know there's pain going on there, but it, for half a second you're like, wow, Granny Lori's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't even sat down yeah, yet. Yeah, she's just like, hey, wine? Great, let's go. Didn't you say you weren't going to drink anymore? Mm, uh, nope. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah. I actually, I like the angle that they take, and this is kind of piggybacking on what you were saying here, that you actually, with this film, we get to see the aftermath of... If someone did, what would really naturally happen if someone survived one of these slasher attacks? Like, what you see Lori go through and all that. Like, I really... She clearly has severe PTSD. She does! That nobody in her family is taking seriously. Yeah, she does, and it's just like... Or they've lived with it for too long that it's become sort of banal and... Just kind of, eh. Yeah. And that's, that's like the... The worst fear of somebody who has like anxiety, depression, PTSD is to become a burden on their yes. family. It really and is. Yeah. And it was hard for me to watch. Like, it was hard for me to watch knowing she had this PTSD problem, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
Like, she lived with it and she coped and she also turned it into agency, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, she Batman. She Batman. Yeah, she did Batman. She totes Batman. She totes. I'm turning Batman into a verb and yeah. this lady Batman all over the place. <laughs> if, she did, if she'd had more money. But she made good with what she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were several moments in that movie where I was like, what does Lori do for a living? Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> she the, the scion of that Strode Realty. Uh... Well, you know, I just realized that probably the property value in Haddonfield is pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> she also probably sued the state of Illinois for losing track of him the first time and oh, made yeah. out okay. And, yeah, yeah, made out okay in like 79 or 80. Like mm-hmm. Loomis's, that tape of Loomis <laughs> is actually from the civil lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I would point out that as soon as they said $3,000, she opened the gate. Yeah. So she may have collected some money for some other interviews too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I they didn't get their money's worth out of four. No. <laughs> she, she might have like gotten a ghostwriter to write a book. There may be Laurie Strode's book that she that doesn't even look at anymore, but she mm-hmm. she made some ducats off yeah. of that. She wouldn't recognize it if you said it like Yeah. yeah. She'd be like, Oh yeah, that thing. I didn't even Maybe? read that book. <laughs> Much less write it. Hashtag art of the deal. Hashtag topical. <laughs> <laughs> so did anyone else notice the parallels especially at the beginning between Laurie and Michael that they both lived they were in their mm-hmm. own cages and stuff yeah. like that like it's not a cage it, it's like Laurie became an anti-shape yeah in this movie because she uses all the same tricks that he would use against him like falling off the balcony and then rolling away and then, oh my god that was my favorite part emerging <laughs> from the shadows yeah. while he thinks he's okay like no she's like yeah I, I know you Mm-hmm. I know Ooh. you do. Yeah, it was very much, especially yeah. once, especially once he got to her. Yeah. It was very much a the hunter has become the hunted and thing. She, but she almost took on his powers for herself. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you but, even saw that at the beginning whenever she's staring at um, out, and the and Alice, yeah. Yeah. out in the window. Out, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, that is the same fucking shot. It's the same. Yeah. It's probably the same fucking classroom. And it's PJ Souls. I know. <laughs> I was gonna. I was like, what is that? Tell yeah, you. yeah. I missed that. Well, and my note on that was like, PJ Souls, what are you doing here? Wait, did Lori imagine all that happening? <laughs> Linda, Linda, are you okay? <laughs> I saw her name in the credits. I was like, oh, please, Mac, please, Mac. I oh, hope you know that's oh, her. Oh, I knew. <laughs> now I have to go see it a third time. Yeah. Oh darn. Um, darn. But yeah, that that moment. There was two or three moments that I actually wanted to applaud, and and yeah. the first one was when Michael looked back down and she wasn't. There. Yes. Yeah, that was just a, oh my god, yes. What a gift. How does it feel, dude? <laughs> uh, I really want to commend their casting job mm. on Allison. Yeah. Yeah. She fucking looks like she would yes. be Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. Absolutely. Except every time there was a long shot of her, there was a part of my brain going, oh yeah, that's Sophie Turner. <laughs> 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 yeah. A brunette Sophie Turner. Yeah, I liked yeah. with Allison. They they went they went old school and just did an unknown like they did. Yeah, yeah. like I liked that they were like and no in the credits and introducing. Yeah, like, well played. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and she was good. She, she was, was very really good. good. She, I, Every, I don't think there was a moment that I did not believe whatever she was. Right. There's she, not a weak link in the casting here no, at no. all. And, and this is a genre that where it's just like, oh, just find some lady with tits and let's yeah. stab her. Can I, can I, I just want to give a shout out to her Scream Queen moments when she sees Oscar? Yeah. Why yeah. do I remember his name and not Cameron's? Because Oscar is 
flawed and as mistaken and as awful as he was. I, w- and I wished he had lived longer to somehow make amends for his crimes. Yeah. Like, I he was, was just about to make the amends, and then it's like, nope, gate. I was so hurt when he tried to kiss her. I was like, because I liked him so much. I liked yeah, him so much, much, and I knew it was happening. They were walking yeah. along, and I was like, Oscar, 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 eyes on me, <laughs> eyes on me. Not the time, not the place, and let's make this one really, really clear. Not the girl. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. As soon as he was like, like the, the uh, that scene when they're talking, and mm-hmm. there's that like beat, this mm-hmm. moment of pause before he says, "You deserve better." And I'm like, and no! I'm like no! no, no, and like not, and I don't have that same reaction when he's about to die. <laughs> He's standing toe-to-toe with Michael Myers. I'm not like, Oscar, no! I'm like, no, 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 don't make this awkward, Oscar! (laughs) (laughs) Be a friend, get her home. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then when if it'll to... happen, it'll happen, and if it won't, it won't. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love her reactions to it, though, too. Yeah. Like, her just walking off and flipping him off. Yep. Like, I'm like, if Michael Myers weren't here, this would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um... Sadly, though, Oscar dies. But when she sees him on the gate and she stares at him for a moment and they really, like, draw out mm-hmm. that that it's... that moment of silence before the scream, yeah. and I just thought that was so well done. And, and there, there was the Carpenter score. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that musical cue. Like, I yeah. have such a note about that. But, like, just right when she sees him and that score kicks in and then the scream, I'm like... Yes. 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 It was so, and it felt like it felt a little bit delayed. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. they build up the anticipation to that mm-hmm. scream, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is good. This is yeah. And I, but and I also love though the le- the the build up to that scene where Oscar is in the backyard and the motion sensors keep going. He keeps mm-hmm. setting the motion sensors off because Michael doesn't set them off. It's Oscar. Yeah. And just that boom. Boom! Like oh, I, love I don't it. think I've seen that in the slash movie. That kind of a, a gag with the motion sensors. Yeah, and yeah. That, that was new, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'm not sure what what's going to happen at that point. That's one of those few points in the movie where I was appropriately on the edge of my seat yeah. in the first screening. That was a really good scene. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was very well done. Very yeah. just the tension, the music, just ah, I loved it. Did Scream do something with motion sensors? They a little bit nothing like nothing that yeah. yeah 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 but I, I feel like there was something but I can't quite remember it's been a while yeah it was it wasn't this level it was but it, I think you're right with the floodlights like they keep flipping them on and off or sort of like with the with the mention of the score the sound design on this movie yeah yeah is so good like particularly near, near the beginning when Laurie is drinking to like when when when, when Laurie's doing her leave in Las Vegas bit. <laughs> She leaving Lori Strode. Hashtag <laughs> yeah. leaving Lori Strode. She they they do this thing with the voices where they like get staticky or a long like mm-hmm. they 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 warp. Yeah. The sound. When she's out in the car when they're yeah. transferring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I was like I feel like that's really good. That gives us a really good idea. Of the headspace that Lori is in, it disorients the audience, and if they don't have like an experience with PTSD or anxiety or depression or the mix of things that she's going through, you can't help but feel some measure of what she's going through at that point. Can I can I real quick throw out a Chekhov's gun that didn't work real well? The pen. You said you didn't have anything else. Oh, I've got so much. Else. I thought you said you didn't have any other complaints. Oh. oh. 
This is more of a comment than a complaint. But at any rate, yeah, the, the pin knife, because yeah. at the very, very beginning, yeah. they gave us a close-up of this really kind of cool pin with a pelvis and a spine on it, mm-hmm. and then we never saw it again until, what do we call him, Anti-Loomis? I call him, yeah. I call him new Numis or Asshole. Asshole. We'll go with Asshole. <laughs> until Asshole pulls that pin out, and then they don't even give us that good a shot of it. Until he clicks it and a knife comes out and he kills Hawkins, which pissed me off. Hawkins Re- should have lived. Oh, <sighs> let's talk about Hawkins. Wait, wait. Let, okay, keep going. I, I, I am planting my flag on Hawkins. Okay. Keep uh, going. But yeah, so that that was that when they gave us the first shot of the pen, that was a Chekhov's gun moment. Yeah. But then they didn't. We needed at least one more shot of it, and then we needed a clear shot of it right before he used it to stab someone. Yeah. I would disagree. I think the, sh- the last, the second shot of it is clear, but I agree that it could have used a little more setup. Yeah. So I'll meet you halfway on that one. Okay, Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins is my dude. Wait a second. <laughs> I want to add real quick. I think that probably all, I don't know if they were trying to check off the gun, the pin. I think they were just showing us that if you rewatch it or if you think about it, he was always going to do this. He went into mm. that bus with that pin. That's not something he picked up along the way. He did mm. not like Michael Myers is going through the whole movie improvising weapons, getting a new weapon at each location he goes to. Whereas this guy has had this pin with him the whole time. This was always his plan. You almost wonder if it was a gift from Loomis. Like Loomis kept it with him to stab Michael. If <laughs> retiring and dying he's like here use it on michael if you can he's like yeah use it on michael okay headcanon accepted (laughs) i'm writing all my fanfic about this movie speaking of my fanfic for this movie sheriff hawkins my new favorite (laughs) guy in the world Mm -hmm. um i don't cannot think of a way a character has been introduced in a movie that was more pandering to me than a dude playing the back to the future pinball machine (laughs) i'm watching that movie i'm like dude do you like typewriters and pretzels do you want to just hang out or something and then when noom has killed him i'm like no no my new best friend my new best friend my bro (laughs) and then when michael steps on noom's head i'm like yeah yeah. Oh, that was nasty. Oh, that was it was gross. nasty, but well-deserved. Yeah. Can no we talk complaints. about the violence real quick? Yeah. I actually really, really like that so much of the violence happens off-screen, and mm-hmm. what we see is the aftermath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the aftermath is... Uh, I don't have a better word for this, so just accept that I'm fucked up, and I'm sorry for that. Beautiful? <laughs> okay. Well, Michael has always been, I don't know how else to put it, but artistic with his mm-hmm. with with his with his kills. He his kill palette. He, <laughs> he likes to display them. Like the yeah. flashlight jack-o'-lantern bit. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was like, dude's in his 60s and he's still innovating. He I is know. like the Paul Simon of Filippo. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Paul Simon of Killin' Folk. <laughs> No, I, Adrian, I'm totally on board with you because I like that. I like that you, you only, you, most of the time you see the aftermath, like mm-hmm. that that first kill in the neighborhood. You see her. Same thing with the gas station. You see, it's never 
And so then well, when you we, actually do see him yes. being violent, to me it's like, oh, it's, it's it, like the, it's the, the, little... long, the long shot one of the the lady and the knife coming through her neck. That was so, because it was a, such a counterpoint to yeah. that. It yeah. was just like, whoa, that yeah. knife went through her real good. But I love, though, <laughs> I love though that shot because one, it's one take. Yeah. It's once he gets out of the car and just goes house to house to house. Right. Like you just see him just He's like. Just playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I love that it's one take and then like the lady's looking out the window and you see his shadow going around the back. Yeah. Fuck yes. I'm just. And th- that shot almost doesn't work. I'm like, it's a little indulgent. Yeah. To a certain point. And then the knife goes through her throat and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh no, I was like, anytime like the long shots and stuff like that, like the one takes, I'm down with, like, I'm like, how far are we going to go? Yeah. Okay. We're going that far. Okay. All right. Like, uh, I dig it. I dug that shot too. So. <laughs> it was, it was, there was so many good, well, and like when he picks up, there's so many really good long shots. Uh, he picks up the hammer and then he just sort of disappears and you hear the banging and he comes oh, back and the, the viscera is dripping off the hammer. I was like, yes, give that to me. It's so good. When I was watching this for the first time, there was an eight-year-old girl sitting <gasps> next to me. Oh, I want to talk about some of the people sitting next to me. But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was leaving the theater, I know... Okay, so listen, I... I absolutely forgot that I had to leave my house to watch a movie because <laughs> it's been a minute since we did a, a, a new movie. And then just like, I don't know, halfway through the day yesterday, I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen Halloween yet. <laughs> and then I had to do all of these things with my kid. Mm-hmm. And so then she gets to bed and then my husband's like, hey, let's have conversations. <laughs> and so then at like 1030, I'm like, all right. Guess I'm going to the movies now. And there was a fucking, like, 10-year-old. And I didn't even see it until we left. And I'm like, you should be in bed. Every time, like, like the knife going through the neck, instead of being able to enjoy that moment, I'm like, oh, shit, this kid. I couldn't even look at her. I was like, oh, shit, this kid. Yeah. As somebody who grew up watching horror movies, I would never take my daughter to see a horror movie in the theater mm-hmm. until she's at least, like, 13. <laughs> so, in my movie, in the, the 205 showing at, uh, <laughs> at Broken Arrow Cinemark, I had a grandmother who brought <laughs> her two granddaughters who were maybe, maybe 8 and 12, and I'm like, I want to sit beside you guys. I want to sit. I want to sit. This is going to be a moment you guys are going to remember. Yeah. I want to be here for it. Because when I was like, okay, maybe it's goosebumps, this. And she's like, three for Halloween. I'm like, I love you. I'm going <laughs> to sit beside you now. Are you my grandma now? <laughs> my grandfather took me and all of his other grandchildren, all five of us, to go see Ghost in the Darkness. Okay. I was 12, which means that the youngest, my sister, was two. Oh. Okay. Watching a lion eat a dude's face off. All right. All right. Mm. <laughs> in in my fr- I'll talk about my first screening first because we want to talk about children in movie theaters a little more. But my first screening, I had to the right of me an African American gentleman, to the left of me three people the average age of which I was going to guess is fifteen. <laughs> guess who was more obnoxious during that movie? The fifteen year olds. Oh, absolutely. They were like. <laughs> The kid, the, the the dance class kid, gets out of the car and like, oh, you can't get out of the car. That's don't get out of the car, man. That's what happens in movies. Don't do that. I'm like, dude, you're watching watch, a fucking movie. Like, go watch Scream. Like, it, we're, we're all on board with what's about to happen here. And then the kid immediately to my left lost his keys apparently, or or his cell phone <laughs> at some point in the movie. So, uh, 
it's a little transposed, but Adrian, imagine I'm on your left instead. Mm-hmm. So we're in the AMC with those big comfy chairs, and everyone, every couple of minutes, he turns around 90 degrees and starts digging in the chair while I'm sitting there. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People don't know how to behave in movies. Hey, Donna, do you have a story about that? <laughs> I was moments away from standing up and screaming, put your fucking phone away to somebody near the front of the theater. And then I decided I didn't want to be that person, and so I didn't. I had somebody answer a call Mm. in the middle of the phone. Yeah, like, hey, no, just seeing Halloween. I don't know, Lori's about to kill him. It was like right in the middle of the third act, too. And I was like... Donna, you say you didn't want to be that person, and I am of the opinion, always be that person. Let me <laughs> always tell you, do the thing. My husband, like, I'm... I'm Lori I'm, would have said something. Yeah. I'm one of those people who's kind of like, you do it once, I take note. You do it twice, I think real hard about saying something. And sometimes I do. But on the third time, I'm like, hey, fuck you. My husband is like, you do it once, fuck you. Yes. Fuck you, I'm yelling at you, and I'm getting the goddamn manager. It might take an hour for them to do it three times, in which case, during that entire hour, I'm sitting there waiting for them to do it the third time. <laughs> and so I learned at some point to be like your husband. <laughs> yeah, they were they were near the front, and they kept pulling their... And because they were near the front, they're bothering everybody. Mm-hmm. I, said, I had my phone out. Mm-hmm. I was in the back, and I was using my Samsung screen-off note function. <laughs> See, that's... He's very proud of this. I, yeah. And it works. I, yeah, it like, if you're behind me, I don't give a dick what you do. So if you're going to be an asshole in the movie theater, sit in the fucking back row. That's what it's for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's always been for. You sit in the back row when you're doing shit you're not supposed to do in the theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever that might be. Whatever's your journey. Yes. We're not judging. Yeah. yeah. No, I judge. I don't care which room you're in. Don't be an asshole. In the <laughs> uh, can we talk about the dance class kid for a second? I want to talk so cool. about him so much. I don't really know what I want to say about him. I just want to give a shout out to a movie that gave all this characterization, mm-hmm. all this really interesting characterization to a kid that was in the movie for goddamn a, a minute and a half. Yeah, but he he was a dance cl- he wanted to be in dance class more than he wanted to be hunting, and he was a badass. He was a badass. Well, and then like and, and his dad was like control, okay but- with it. Kind of. So he was like, "Well, I want to go hunting now." It's not like, "Oh, no, kid of mine's gonna go dance dancing." It was like, "We're hunting now. Shut up." Yeah. Well, and the kid was. And what I, I love the relationship between yeah. them because the kid was. It would be so easy to write these like backwoods people mm-hmm. as being just ignorant rednecks, and they don't do that. So like the kid is having an open dialogue with yep. his father, yeah, in which the kid is, feels like good enough to be like. Dad, I'll go hunting with you on the weekends. I just don't want to go during the week because I miss dance class. And it's just, it's yeah. such a really great and, conversation. And the dad was open enough to say, I'm not comfortable with that, but okay. And yeah. It wasn't like hateful. It was just like, oh, that's unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the dad was clearly like, I think this is weird and I think you're weird, but you're my kid. So yeah. 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 I don't get it, but I love you, so we'll figure it out together. Like I mean, that was I will these say... are the last few minutes of our lives because <laughs> obviously there's some kind of mental health transfer going on and we know how that works in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that guy was way too old to be that kid's dad. I mean, dudes can have kids. Yeah, for a long time. that's why I yeah. Okay, but it was it was he was old enough that it looked unusual. 
If he had it was him, worth noting, yeah. If he had been calling him granddad, I would have been, sure. okay, we are on board. But. Ray is also a little old to be Allison's father. One of my friends when I was 12. I'm feeling kind of called out right now. One of my With friends, my four-year-old. <laughs> when I was 12, his dad was 72. Oh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Speaking of good, the Easter good egg. for him. Uh, Oscar thinks it's Mr. Elrod. Okay, I just, yeah. And and Mr. Elrod was uh, Lori's next door neighbor in the first one. But I was like, Mr. Elrod is 87 in 78. So that's got to at least be Mr. Elrod Jr. or even really Mr. Elrod III. That explains why they have such big floodlights. Yeah. I would, yeah. The whole town is big on floodlights now. Do you live in Haddonfield? Then everyone gets floodlights. When you buy your house. (laughs) After after Loomis retired, he opened up a floodlight distributor in in Haddonfield. I'm like, I'm Dr. Sam Loomis. I shot him six times, but now you get savings on floodlights. Um, That's now my new headcanon. I also really like the wandering inmates that they have in that dance kid scene. Uh, It's such a good callback. Yeah. Um, it, It is such an eerie scene and like i like that we don't ever know what happened to the dad yeah yeah they never show him again um, no they do they, they show do. Yeah. they when when hawkins shows up oh is he the guy with the broken neck, neck? Yeah. yeah i was just so distracted oh, yeah. with the broken neck i didn't even notice yeah, it was. yeah. it's the dad i, um, I didn't get that until the second screening either so oh no i yeah. I, I found i was like oh there's dad yeah. i also <laughs> i also really like that michael killed this kid yes yeah um, like you don't see that in slasher films, and they've yeah, and, and the kids don't usually exist in slasher no, films. No, uh-uh. yeah. um, but I like that he killed this kid, and then I'm gonna jump forward in the movie. I like that he didn't kill the baby, which is called back to Halloween too. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. at the same time, that baby is of no threat to him whatsoever. Well, I was but actually... But really, is the lady making the sandwich a threat to Michael? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Here, here's my question. Does Michael even think that's a person? He might not. Because yeah. that's there's the long shot in Halloween 2 where he's in the hospital and he goes into the maternity ward and there's this long shot where he's mm-hmm. with all the babies and you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to kill some babies. And then he's just like, nah. No, well, that's why I think, cool. like, does he even think they're people? Or does he not think that that's a challenge? Yeah. It might uh, not be fun. Yeah. 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 It's not artistically up to his standards. Yeah. I just I I, I I I like that decision a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. That he kills this kid and not the baby, and I like the implication of it, and I like that it's in this movie with the don't try to understand Michael. Right. Yeah. That because he does pause. He on. does pause. Like, mm, all right. right. Also, on a third level, it's an Easter egg. Yeah. 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 It's just it's a good yeah. It's yeah. a good thing to be in this movie. Yeah. Um. So when the reporters get to the gas station, oh. Can I can I tell? That's an Easter egg too. The gas is, station. Yes, Kenzie. The, the gas station four. is yeah Halloween four. It's it's down to the cooler outside. It is yep. it's it's the same gas. Station it's same gas Halloween station. Four. Something I didn't notice on my first viewing, but on my second viewing, when um, the when the woman I don't remember her name when she is asking for the loo, mm-hmm. you can actually see Michael. In the yeah. background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you the see him. Yeah. You, see you see him the, all throughout. Yeah. yeah, you see the when they pull up, mm-hmm. you see his Bronco pull up, and he looks at him. Like, you see him, like... Oh, he, I missed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was so proud of myself for noticing him beating up. The oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. He's all over that Yeah, scene. like, you just... It, it's just... Because Billy and I are sitting there like this, like, he's coming. He's going to be there. This? And then, then there's that Bronco, and it's like, oh, shit. Side note on that. Is it a white Bronco? No, it's a brown no. Bronco. <laughs> Um, but he is wearing white. The internet is undecided about this, but 
Some sources say that unmasked Myers is Tony Moran, who was the unmasked Myers in one. I'm the only thing I've been hearing is that it's it's Nick Castle. It's Nick Castle. No, no, yeah. uh, no, Nick Castle. Like when he's unmasked, like it's Nick. It's Nick Castle when he's unmasked. Mm-hmm. That's everything that I've been hearing is that I've heard that because... it's Moran when he's unmasked. It's in Castle in one scene in the climax. Yeah, and it's always Castle's breathing. On the soundtrack. See, I've heard that it's it's Castle Unmasked when it's unmasked, and then it goes into the other guy, but then it is Castle's breathing. So, yeah, the, the internet is undecided about who is playing Michael Myers at any given time. Hmm. Yeah, I did notice that the guy who's actually credited, um, there's I can't remember his name, but him and Nick Castle are actually credited mm-hmm. as playing the shape. Yeah, uh, the, the Moran is not in the credits. Yeah, the one who's heavy. not Nick Castle uh, played. Uh, the the monster in a Buffy episode called Killed by Death. Yes! Uh, he played uh, the Kinderstad. Oh, okay. Who's a very, very creepy, creepy monster. Uh, I, I forgot to mention one other thing about the dance kid oh. scene. Don't shoot. Pro tip, people. <laughs> if you are in a scary situation, don't pop up out from behind <laughs> a thing and yell, don't shoot, at somebody who is terrified and holding a gun. Do those things in reverse order. Yell, yeah. don't shoot, and then very slowly. But at the same time, yeah, kid, shoot him. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Aim, he fucking sucks. Aim better. That's my rule. Yeah. If you see anti-Loomis, aim better, kid. Yeah. How did he... Because, like, I thought he shot him basically in the heart. Yeah. He or shot so him in the chest, but I think him. what he had was a shotgun. So while, yes, he shot him in the chest, he did it from range. And video what? games have taught me that the spread shot. on that. Yeah. 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 It, it looks like a shoulder shot to me. Yeah. Which is going to hurt. Could, I could also be equating it with the sh- shot Lori gets in on Michael as she's hunting him around the house. Because that was definitely a shoulder shot. Like uh, That turns him on an axle. Yeah. 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 I do like... This was when I was on board with Hawkins, your your, mm-hmm. your boy. My, 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 my boy. Your boy. <laughs> was that when he starts seeing Lori, he's not dismissing her like... He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, like, he's... He's been there. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that it wasn't that, that very tropey, go home, you know, yeah. like, it was... Well, Strode, he doesn't ever really this. tell her to go home. No, huh? He, well, he does he, tell her once, like, we've got this under control, but he's not, his heart's not in it when he no. says he's, it. He's like, we got this under control. I don't think we have this under control. Can you please stay close, Lori? Thank you. He, uh, he, he says he, it for his friends, okay? Yeah. He doesn't, he's like, you know me, Lori, I'm... Once he admits that I stopped Loomis from killing him, yeah, that's when you're like, oh, he is dealing with a ton of guilt right now. Yeah. He, um, I, I, I love you, Hawkins. I love you so much. He, he was so good in this. I just really wanted him to live. I'm just I, I really do, too. I wanted him to live and get a, a TV show, just Hawkins, P.I. <laughs> 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 I like it. Penfield um, RFD. <laughs> That's the show. Go ahead, Adrian. Sorry. Uh, I really like like the naturalness between the kids. Mm. Yeah. Like, I like the the dinner conversation where the parents are like, what are you going to be for Halloween? And the kids are like, Bonnie and Clyde. And, And like, just that whole conversation. And then when the boyfriend is like, but we're doing, oh, I can't, I can't say that. I can't say, I can't say that part. Um, one, my daughter's been doing this thing lately where she's like, I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, well, fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so I feel like if, if my if her boy her her SO was ever like, 
we're gonna be Bonnie and Clyde, but we're gonna, oh, I can't say that. I'd be like, uh, listen, you better fucking say it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, them as parents, Judy Greer and Toby Huss, are so believable parents yeah. of a teenager that, that they're like, they're trying to be like, oh, the boyfriend, yeah. the boyfriend, yeah, we're, we're trying to all get along, and, and but... Oh, I, every, it was it was like there's the chemistry between everybody yeah. in this movie yeah. was so good. Yeah, yeah you yeah. could believe all of their relationships. Yeah, yeah the casting, which is not point. something that slasher movies do. Yeah, even the original one. This is maybe the point I might give to this one over the original. The original one is very sparse and spare in its relationships. This one, it's like, oh, I get these people. I want to be with every them. Yeah. single yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's like not a sing- There's not even a single di- well. There's the death of the people in the gas station. But mm-hmm. aside from that, everybody that Michael dies is somebody that you have spent some amount of time with. And that you have a reaction to, whether it's with Hawkins, where I was like, no! And Hawkins actually didn't get killed by Michael, now he that I think about it. it was, yeah. That was, uh, for, fuck that guy. <laughs> then when Michael kills that guy, I'm like, yes, kill him! <laughs> I like yeah, how like, he was going on his journey, like, oh yes, this is what it feels like to kill now. And he was like totally going that way. And then Michael's like, no, this ain't about you. <laughs> right. yeah. he's like, he's like, Amateur. Bam. In that scene, this is, I think that was the scene I became most impressed with the actress who played Allison mm-hmm. because her, her, the tension and her, her terror yeah. and her anxiety were, they were beautiful. And, so and that's such a good trapped feeling that I have not seen. Certainly in yeah. this series because as fast as Michael's been moving in this movie, Allison's sitting right there. I'm like, oh, that's the end of Allison. Yeah. And, and, but he's like, no, I've got other things to worry about. I'll get you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll come back to you. Yeah. And how smart she was. How quick yeah. she picked up on what that guy needed to hear. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh my God, that's, that's my, that's my uh, ticket. Uh, he spoke to me. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Um, I also... I, and I know that Mac has opinions about the the target dummies. Uh, I'm I jumping do. ahead of where I, of my notes here, so we'll go back later. But um, I really like that moment when Allison is running through the woods and she gets close to Lori's house and she stumbles into Lori's mm-hmm. shooting range, and you can just see, like you can see on her face the moment that she kind of breaks, that she's like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Where am I? Why does the world not make any goddamn Which, sense anymore?" I, I don't mind, but I. I as like attack as, as Laurie is tactically pretty brilliant throughout the movie, despite her issues. Yeah, the tactical dummy tidiness is one thing. Rather than Laurie, let's rethink this. Let's only bring out our dummies when we're doing shooting practice, <laughs> and then put them away in a secure facility when we're done. Because people, like the face, has a certain dummy esque <laughs> quality there. <laughs> And we don't, the one thing we don't want on Halloween in Haddonfield is confusion. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> so we had, I had somebody scream when she stumbled into, in the audience. That, it was great. I had people next to me that were in a constant state, no, 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 no. Why are you doing that? The, the person sitting behind me, like, she was that person too, because so like she's like, "Don't kill the baby, don't kill the baby, don't kill the baby, don't kill the baby." Like it, it's like becomes a mantra. Like Michael's going to actually hear her say, "Don't kill the baby." It's uh, great. I, yeah, I just. What are the odds of that baby? How long do you think it took anybody to go check on that house? Do you think that baby lived? I think once the city got on pretty good lockdown after they found yeah uh, Vicky uh, and Dave. 
that it was an all points check every house. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's the was that the third or the fourth house in Michael's reign of terror. First. No, no, no. I'm talking about you. He starts at at. Oh the, no, no! It is the first because he has. He, yeah, he gets the hammer. He goes through. He picks up the hammer. And he's, he's like, eh, this will work for now. Yeah. Goes into the house. Hammers her, pick, he picks up the knife. Well, no, I'm talking about where Vicky and Dave died. I'm talking about oh, no, yes. that. Oh, I see. Vicky and Dave is third or fourth. Third yeah. or fourth house. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's reasonable to say the baby was probably okay because then they just they could backtrack. Well, yeah. this house is fine, so we better go to the right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to back up to Vicky and Dave for a moment. Well, to the teenagers for a moment, yeah. I guess. Um, one, fuck the boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I was Cameron all... Cameron or Dave, let's be real. Cameron. Cameron. Because Dave seems like an okay guy. Dave seems so nice, except get your fucking shoes off the couch, Dave. <laughs> you know what? If that's the only thing, Dave... Yeah. For also, a t- don't for touch a t- other people's motorcycles when you're high, Dave. For a teenage boy, I think he's making very understandable mistakes, whereas Cameron's just a douche. Cameron is a douche. He's, um... Yeah, like I hate how they make him seem so likable, and then they're like, "And eh, he's just gonna fuck it." Why do you kiss another girl when you goddamn well know your date is in the fucking room? Right. When I saw the kiss, it looked like she had kissed him, which could have been a situation that was explainable. Yes, I, that's but, what I thought. But happened. he goes into idiot man mode immediately. Like what you saw is not what you saw. Truth is not truth. I'm going to throw your your phone in a bowl of yeah, tapioca. Nope, don't call nobody. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Now that you, that that was potentially a, hey, she kissed me. Right. And I didn't shove her away and I should have and I'm sorry. There, but... There's like, I, I understand some culpability at that moment, but really this is something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I am committed to you in our 17 year old way of being committed that you can possibly mm-hmm. be. Please take this call. It's a problem to your grandmother and it's important. <laughs> Speaking of the phone, so I love I I love their solving of taking the technology yeah. away. Yeah. Like and it was so natural. Sure, but where the fuck was Oscar's phone? I don't know. I'm not I'm I, this is an Oscar isn't a strong woman. I hear what so. you're yeah. saying. I'm gonna break in. I hear what you're saying, but nobody had any reason to call Oscar. Lori didn't have any reason to Lori call Oscar. Lori didn't have any reason to call Oscar. Allison didn't have any reason to check in. Allison didn't know she yeah. needed to check in. Uh, okay, fair. However, were people... Does Oscar have no friends besides Cameron? Possibly. I don't think so. Even yeah. nice guys TM have friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, nobody... There's no, like, text... There's no Twitter mm-hmm. thing. There's no... There's no Snapchats of people being like, hey guys, weird shit's going on. Yeah, they're evacuating got... the dance. It turns out Michael Myers escaped. Oh, wait, yeah. You want to call your grandma? I think, uh... Yeah, like, like, on the loose. like, Oscar has no notifications coming in. Okay. Oscar from... was focused... Um, yeah. This is going to be my, my official headcanon. Oscar was focused on Allison. I would yes. buy that if they had a vibration sound in the background. Okay. Like his phone was going off and, and, yeah. and, and she's like, shouldn't you check your phone? And he was like, nah... There are more important things right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, you solved, you, yeah. you, they absolutely solved Allison's phone in a fantastic way. But then she's with Oscar. Where the fuck is Oscar's phone? Okay. I have to bring up a very important point. All right. Karen was wearing a Christmas sweater. Yes! yes! Karen was wearing a fucking sparkly Christmas sweater. I, I saw that and I was like... Yeah, that tracks. She probably fucking hates Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got their goddamn porch light off, I bet. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I like, though, it's a throwback to what Vicky says to Allison early on in the movie. Yeah. Like, you guys just should put up a Christmas tree just, you know, since... Skip how, over it. Yeah, yeah, skip over it. Like... Can I tell you a story about Christmas? <laughs> sure, Phoebe Christmas Cates. things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, my, my daughter has gotten really into Halloween this year, and she wants to decorate, and she wants to... She wants to rig up this spider so that when we open the door, it'll fall down on the... Not fall down, but it'll come down on the trick-or-treaters. And she's very excited about this. So uh, she goes... My husband takes her to Lowe's. And um, she's so excited to go to Lowe's because they have these inflatables there around Halloween. Including this big, like, Maleficent-style dragon. And she loves that fucking dragon. And she wants to buy it every year. And we don't because I'm not going to spend $300 on a fucking balloon. But whatever. Anyway... She gets there. I might spend three hundred dollars on a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> she gets there, and they've moved all of their Halloween stuff. This is a week ago, and they've moved all of their Halloween stuff, and their Christmas stuff is out. And my daughter was so pissed. She like she went to one of the workers and was like, "Where is the Halloween? Stuff? It is not Christmas time." <laughs> and I was like. That's my kid. I love your daughter so much right now. <laughs> She's great. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. One other logistical thing while we're talking about cell phones. Okay. We see Michael Myers unmasked. He has short hair mm-hmm. and a very trimmed beard. Very trimmed. There are two possibilities. One, Michael Myers has access to razors. <laughs> That's terrifying. Which seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Seems like a very state of Illinois thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Smith Grove right yeah, there. Yeah, Smith Grove. Oh, Christ, I'm in Smith Grove. Uh, Don't second, go there. Second, somebody comes in and gives Michael Myers haircuts. Mm-hmm. Where is that guy's story? <laughs> Matt, your sequel to your yeah. Hawkins. Yes, you and Hawkins. my Hawkins fanfic is hair, hairstylist to the monsters. <laughs> I, I really, I, I think you need to do that flash I, fiction. I might. <laughs> Because I'm just like, that needs more explanation. Because it's like the one thing from the Rob Zombie movies that kind of makes sense. He's got long shaggy yeah. hair and a long beard. No one's going near him with scissors. Yeah. Or giving him okay. scissors. So I'm guessing that they probably groom him while he's in a straight jacket or otherwise restrained. Okay. In a well-lit room with like 45 people watching. Okay. Under full sedation. Under full sedation. He, okay. So he could be sedated. Okay. And, um, and um, they groom him the way the vet grooms my dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Still. And like, you got your cosmetology degree. <laughs> Here's your first assignment, kid. Go over to Smith's Groves and give the, <laughs> give the slashing maniac a, a trim. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Mac. We, yes. You need to write this. <laughs> um... I want to go back to the teenagers again for a moment because I just had a sudden realization. So the kid that plays Dave is, uh, oh, fuck, I already forgot his real name, but something Robbins. And he is the child of Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. And I just suddenly realized that I love that they hired this, the child of two celebrities again. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's a that's a subtly that's like deep dive Easter egg right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's fun. Also, um, she's such a good babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, but, like, not goody two-shoes about it either. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna get high once he's safe in bed and everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that the kid is like, I know what you're fucking doing. Yeah. And I like that she's not, like, yelling at him about his language. Like, they feel very... Na- Again, mm-hmm. they've got such good chemistry. Yeah. They feel very natural together. So much so that, I, like, I was legitimately upset when she died. Yeah. 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 Like... Not like in the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Where it was like, Annie, like, yeah, you kind of fell down on the job here a lot. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Annie, do you know where the fucking kids are? Yeah. At all? Yeah. <laughs> do you care? Oh, Paul. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like she's, see, like, she's being, like, Annie, the kids from the original movie felt yeah. like the nightmare of what parents think babysitters are yeah. like. Yeah. This felt like what babysitters probably actually are like. And like, if, if Vicky were my kid's babysitter, I'd be like, it's cool. You took care of him. Get high afterwards. Whatever. Yes. You're fine. Just outside. Do we have, do that outside. You have your priorities in yeah. order. Kid first. Weed second. Yeah, exactly. And she did. She, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also, I love when she goes to, like, I just... She died protecting that kid, too. Yeah, she, she did. did. Said, like, yeah. If, if in the first one, the, the, the situation had been slightly scrambled and, like, Annie and Lindsay had encountered Michael. Annie would just be pushing Lindsay yeah. in front of her and, yeah, and the, ran. The last, yeah, the last word she said was run. Yeah. yeah. She told yeah. him to run. Yeah, well, and then she also, the, like, I think the only thing she said to Julian in those moments was, Julian, no. And when she said Julian, no, it was when he was coming up the stairs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then she told him to run. So, like, she's like, she's a fucking good babysitter. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Vicky. No, come in here and help me. No, yeah. throw yourself on his knife for me, but get away. Get out. Yeah. You see her in the initial scene, you start to build up this... Oh, she's the new Linda. She's yeah. Gonna, yeah. Gonna be, she's gonna be kind of a fuck-up. But no. No, she's totally not a fuck-up. Yeah. Um, and I, I also like, though, too, with her, like, you kind of talking about being the new Linda. Because mm-hmm. she wasn't talking about fucking him. No, we're just gonna dry hunt. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a different change. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. like, no, oh, she... She has some agency yeah. in here. Something <laughs> bad happened to her, and I feel bad about it. Yeah, like like she she has per like she has a clear, open personality. She mm-hmm. communicates clearly with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like I like Dave. Yeah, I like Dave's not pushy in any way. Yeah. he's very it's chill. He's high as fuck, but he's but. I think that's where he needs to and be. Let's mention that that spark because Mac and I both noticed it while he was outside smoking. <laughs> a spark fell off of his joint and landed in his crotch, yeah. and it Which just stayed there for, for a long time, <laughs> half, half a minute. And I wouldn't have pointed it out because earlier in the movie, uh, Ray is like, "I got peanut butter on my penis." <laughs> Which, by the way, Luke died laughing. That's pretty the good. theater was silent. I did a good <laughs> chuckle. Yeah. But it was literally just me and Luke, and I'm like, "Y'all are a bunch of funny duddies." <laughs> I love Toby Huss. He was like, he's like, have you, have you watched uh, *Halt and Catch Fire*? Uh, no. I've seen episodes here and there because Billy watches yeah. it. But I mean, he's on Netflix. He's he, great on yeah. it. Yeah. So he's he's awesome. Um, but yeah, like, I love their relationship. I love, like, I just, I, one of the reasons that I have never particularly liked slasher movies is because I get really tired of the, watching shitty teenagers Mm -hmm. make stupid fucking decisions and then get killed. I'm like, I want you to die. Yeah. But that's not what I'm in this movie for. Like, I end up leaving. I'm just like, that was an empty fucking two hours. Well, they're cannon fodder. Like, most slasher films are cannon fodder. This is very unusual with yes. these yes. teenagers. And I think that's one of the things that does make it very special 
Because you do, you feel their agency, and you do, you don't, other than Cameron, you don't want anything bad to happen to him. Yeah. Right. Even even Oscar. You didn't really want Oscar to die. I wanted something bad to happen to Oscar. Because not, he deserved it. But not hung but up a spot I wanted him to, his job. Right. I wanted him to live so that he could learn something and be a better person for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the only person we wanted to die doesn't fucking die. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Sartain died and... I well, teenager, teenager. Yes, yes. Okay. This is gonna. I need to be very careful here when I say this. I didn't want Dave to die. Dave was fantastic, and I liked him. But when he started talking about how dying by a knife wouldn't be that bad, I was like, "Oh, he's so dead. He is right, so dead." Yeah. Well, uh, but here's the other thing I like about him is that I think in the original Halloween, like in the original Halloween, we'll tell you if it was correct or not. It, keep even going. in the like in any number of yeah. slasher movies. Dave would have run out the door with Julian. Yeah. 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 Like, when he says, fuck it, there's no yeah. reason for him to not turn the fuck around and go out the door, but instead he grabs the knife and goes to help Vicky. And it's not like he's some falsely altruistic, that he was definitely going to go up. There's the moment where he's like, do I go up or do I not yeah. go up? And yeah. he's like, no, I'm going to reach for altruism and go up. <laughs> yeah, like he... Which is believable. Yeah. It's yeah. very believable. Yeah. It is. And he's not like, like, he's a, he is, he is my type. He's a little wiry dude dressed as a fucking scarecrow who's boy. just like, I guess I'm going to take this giant knife and go up and save my girlfriend. Or not. From something. <laughs> From something. Uh, he, does, he, doesn't he doesn't even doesn't, have full information. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't even have full information. And it has already been established at that point that he's a little bit of a scaredy cat. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, whenever Julian's like, there's somebody upstairs... He won't, like, he does not at any moment make a move to go upstairs. Yeah. And when Julian's like, send Dave, he's like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Like, he lets Vicky stand in front of him. Yeah. And it's not until she's actually in mortal danger that he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I well, just like that. I, I, like, yeah. I love how much I can talk about the characters that were just canned fodder. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, like, I like the cause and effect of decisions, like you said with Dave. You see... The scaredy catness, and that there's there's natural reactions to mm-hmm. things yeah. like uh, same thing with Cameron it being established earlier, getting annoyed with the phone. Right. So then it tracks that oh he's going to take the phone and or when he doesn't, it's not turning on a dime. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is this is a fight they've been having. Yeah, and this is the climax of that fight. Yeah, like it's just it all it flows. Yeah, cool. It does. I want to go all the way back to the beginning and talk about the credits. Oh, yes. I love the... I'm so angry that I missed them. I love the credits. Let me tell you. Okay, so if you remember the original movie was just this... I do. This, this... Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) She's not talking to us. This is for the audience, Matt. Gotcha. (laughs) This slow pan in on this carved pumpkin. Yeah. And this one starts with... And I have to assume... It was a, you know, a, a motion, not motion capture. What's the word? Time right? lapse. Time lapse. Yeah. Thank you. I have to assume this was a time lapse over an actual pumpkin that they let rot. But it was mm-hmm. a collapsed pumpkin that slowly reinflated. And on second watch, there's actual mold and rot in that pumpkin. Yes, there is. And and as the pumpkin is coming back together, you can see the mold and rot fading away. It was an amazing shot. There, there was half a minute where it's like, this is a little too on the nose. But on the second one, I was like, no, I like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It yeah. was really good. I was okay with it. I was uh, like, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're a little reverse. I liked it. It was it one was... of those points where I'm like, okay, movie, you're pandering to me. I like but it. I but I like it. But I... 
<laughs> you don't have to try so hard. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm here, I kind of liked Halloween Resurrection on first blush, so you're, I'm, I'm here with you now. It was the, the actual, the, the rot and the mold fading away oh, no. that I was like, okay, I am on board with this. And that's thematically sort of right like, on the money, too. It's was, about the series, yeah. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it's, it's like they're taking yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 they done fucked it up. They let it, they let it grow old, and now it is new again. Look at our jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Oh and be God, born yes. again. Yes, it was going back to the beginning. Yes. Holy shit! I like it so much better now. <laughs> I had that thought, and I was like, "That might be too on the nose," but I like it. <laughs> I, I the more we talk about this movie, the more I think that it is probably the only way they could have done this movie to be successful in a post-scream. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because this movie manages to be super meta. But without being like, look at me, I'm meta, the way that Scream did. Yeah, and no well, lampshading. No lampshading. Yeah. There if you want it, otherwise we'll just do a movie for you. Yeah. Again, yeah. The, the Halloween three masks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. There and like, for you if you wanted them. Yeah, and like, I love Scream. I love movies like Scream. I like movies like Cabin in the Woods. I really like meta things that are like, hey, we know what kind of movie we're making. And what I think works so well about this movie is that it is that... But it is not so blatantly tongue-in-cheek about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good segue into Easter eggs. I think I, Kenzie and I need to have our Easter egg we do. corner and we do. unpack a lot of Easter yeah. eggy things. We kind of started a little... Talk a little bit about Facebook. Yeah, Alright, you, you, you do what you gotta do. The fucking sheets. Over and over again. Yes. yes! The Easter egg with the sheets... That doesn't go anywhere. It's such a good fake yeah. out. Yes, yeah. like that like, was great. Look at these sheets. Just kidding. Yeah. Look at the sheets yeah. again. Just kidding. The sheet with the ghost thing, which was yeah. a, a motif oh, of his. I'm yeah. like, oh, Michael's under there. Michael's under there. No, because no, Michael no. doesn't do the same thing over again. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's like, a palette. He, I'm, I'm innovating. I'm, ma- I'm misdirecting. I'm directing this movie, motherfuckers. And you guys are watching. <laughs> he did pin that guy to the wall, though. Like, he, he but did. a different way, though. But it, it's, the like, one it's like he's Paul door. Simon. I, I say Paul Simon of Killing Folk because, mm-hmm. yeah, he's innovating. He's doing new stuff. But he's gonna play the favorites. If, if you bought the oh concert ticket, you're, he's gonna play all the A sides. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> um, Hashtag Michael Myers is a Paul Simon. Kill killing, killing folk. Um, did you notice? Uh, I wish I had you on. Uh, 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 I wish. Wish I had you on my own. Was that Just was the two of us? Was that the record playing at the beginning? Like I. No. Okay. No. Okay, dance class kid uh-huh. in the car. That song is playing. Oh, and it's and then it's it's more fully at the end, yeah. very very end of the end credits. Okay, because the, in the first movie, Jamie Lee Curtis sings this song. It's not really a song as Michael's praying upon her, like I wish I had you on my own. Just the two of us. And Carpenter and company for this movie wrote a whole folksy wow. oh my song around just that little I, riff. Now I really hate that I miss that in the in the radio because I did not. I, I, I missed it the first time, but I was so into it in the credits on the first time yeah. that I was listening to it. And then it was in there in the second movie. I was like, holy shit, the song's there! It's a real song! <laughs> <laughs> you made a song! Um, on Easter eggs, okay, there's, it, it abolishes canon from all the other sequels, but there's a reference to, I think, every other movie in there. We talked about... We talked the, about the gas station. The, the gas station from 4, the not-killing-babies from 2, yeah. the masks from 3, um, 
Six. I mean, the doctor kind of being in on it is almost like a call back to six. Uh, yeah, it's 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 loose. It's loose. It's loose. Yeah. Um. Oh no! The, the big reference to six was uh, the the sheriff, uh, the African American sheriff with the hat, saying, "What are we gonna do? Cancel Christmas?" And I'm like, "Cancel <laughs> Halloween." Cancel Halloween. Shit. Yeah. Cancel Halloween. What are we gonna do? Cancel Halloween. I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" Adam tried that in six, and it didn't work. <laughs> This uh, shows you how long it's been since I've seen six. Yeah. That I was like, okay, he's just. I, I was I, in on that. I yeah. can't think of anything directly to five. I'm actually really glad yeah. to hear that was an Easter egg because I thought it was a weird line, and I was I was like, yeah. that's a weird thing to say. I didn't think it was a weird line. I thought it was a weird reading. Of yeah, the line. it is yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that like, may be the one point where they went a little tongue in cheek with it. I, yeah, like I think that he didn't get the memo. Maybe. Because he his reading of it was very much like, I'm telling a joke. To be fair, that character, for the f- brief moments he was on screen, was very much larger than life. He was he was a very big character. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. I can't think of anything from Five that they were really I really about. can't either. Five kind of blows hard, though. Or Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. And Resurrection really blows hard. Yeah, there really wasn't anything with What was those... the storyline of Five? Five was the second one with uh, Daniel, Daniel Harris. Harris as where uh, she's the daughter. Oh, okay. Oh, oh uh, is that is that the one that ends with her holding the knife? That's no, four. That's four. That's four. Five picks up from that. Five ends with the man in black breaking him out of jail yeah. and kidnapping. I mean, Jane. unless you're you unless you're going on with the not talking because remember in five she doesn't talk but she can talk and they keep referencing that with michael yeah, that's i a mean bit of a stretch, it's yeah. a stretch i'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's i'm not saying it's not a stretch because i know it is mm. but five i do want to point out that four and this one have similar endings with the zoom in on the knife Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I'll With take the, that one. The the the, yeah. the offspring. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that. Uh, five. Not so much. H two O. Obviously, it has a similar. It has Jamie Lee Curtis. It, yeah, it has Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. It has a similar pitch. Like, it's that many years later. It's what is Laurie Strode going through? This one, I think, falls through on it. Obviously, more than H two O. But the structure is. I think they were something tr- similar. I think H two O was trying to do what this did. Yeah. But since this was very much right at H two O was very much right after Scream. Yeah. And it's in that yeah. Weinstein heyday Scream that there, it's more tongue in cheek than what. Yeah. They want, sold it to her as. I want to credit this other podcast again, Halloween Unmasked. Um, one of the things that they talked about on there was this the the final girl trope. And how it came from, like, Halloween basically made it. Um, But then they lost control of it. And um, a lot of movies, like, Siskel and Ebert at the time were like, these other horror movies that are trying to be like Halloween seem to hate women. Yes. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that was happening in H2O was that there was, it happened in the 90s. Which was when there was so much um, emphasis on style. We talked about this when we did the um, Thirteen Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah, mm-hmm. that there was so much about style. Like I, the thing I really remember about H two O is that Jamie Lee Curtis was fucking stunning in it. She mm-hmm. had that pixie cut, and yeah. like it was like cheekbones for days, <laughs> and like she was beautiful, and like 
There were a lot of form-fitting clothes on her. I cannot tell you a goddamn thing that happened in that movie, but I can tell you what her breasts looked like. <laughs> and well, I, anyone who saw Coming to America can do that. You mean trading places? <laughs> trading places, yes. God damn it. Anyone who like, saw Trading Places can do that. Wait, was Jamie Lee Curtis one of the topless people in, in Coming to America? Damn that, it. That may be the transformative role for her, not this one. <laughs> um... But in this movie, while I like, I love the way that she looks because first off, Jamie Lee Curtis just is a fucking knockout, like just the end right there. Mm-hmm. But I love that in this movie, she is kind of allowed to be disheveled. Like they have that scene where she is in the form-fitting tank top, but it's not focusing on her chest; it's focusing on her like yeah. fucking with the guns. Like she has her long, she has Lori Strode hair, yeah, and it's it's kind of a mess. Like she's got shit on her mind, mm-hmm. and it is not her perfectly uh, gelled pixie cut. The the interesting analogy, because like I think the filmmakers talked about this kind of being the Force Awakens of of the Halloween franchise, but I think Have, slash agree. <laughs> but uh, really, what I think it is, I think it is the Creed. To Halloween's Rocky. Oh. Where Jamie Lee Curtis is a big time movie star. And like with H2O, I think, not, I don't think she necessarily had the agency to say, oh, I want to be this glamorous movie star in this movie. But that's where that went. Where mm-hmm. it, 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 it made her still a sex object of some kind. Yes. Um, Which is funny because Laurie Strode wasn't. No, no, huh? But she, had, but. But then, then at some point somebody was like, "Oh wait, she is hot." But then somewhere, true lies happened, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in this one, she is so content to let go of whatever image she had twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and just be a character role like with Stallone and Rocky in Creed. Yes. Well, yeah, and this does feel like something that they could they could pass the torch on. Mm-hmm. Like they they have a really good setup with Allison and Karen. Yep. And um like just really good characters. Yeah. Which me, go ahead. Okay. I have I have a I was just going to say that. how badass those Strode women ended up being right. and oh. Karen's Karen's moment yeah. when she when Michael would not appear and she could and she started yeah, craving yeah. crying for help. Mom, I need help. And yeah. then he appeared and she goes, "Gotcha." I love oh. that she even took the second to say, yeah. "Gotcha," before she shot him because she's made peace with her mother. Like her mother had her reasons mm-hmm. for fucking up her childhood, but really, it's his fault. Yeah, <laughs> Allison. When yeah. Allison grabbed that knife, and I I need to make a quick comparison to um, Wendy in The Shining because. She slashed Jack, but she did it in panic and desperation and with no other choice. She reached out, she cut him, she had nothing else to do. When Allison stabbed Michael, she went for his center mass. And when that didn't work, she went for his hand. And it was deliberate and it was on purpose and it was brave and it was badass. It was not flailing, it was... Yeah, she was told to run. Give me back my mom. (laughs) She was told to run, but she had that moment where she was like, if I run... He's going to kill my mom. Yeah. 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 And so all three of them together were just badass as fuck. And I loved it. And I'll go back to the beginning when I said I'm just so thrilled that young women have these mm-hmm. these characters to model themselves after. And they went for the corn syrup blood on that knife, didn't they? Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah. 
The the segue I would give on that is it, it's not the poll question, so I want to bring this up. The movie's making some money. There's going to be another movie. Jamie Lee Curtis won't be back, but that's okay. This movie really wants us to... Th- well, it doesn't want us to think he's dead, but puts him in a situation where, yeah, he's probably dead. But this series is notorious for saying, remember that time he died? Yeah, well, he didn't. Um, how are they going to get out of this? Are they just going to do a Halloween Resurrection style, like, never mind? And I think that they could probably do several things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, if you stay through the entire movie, yeah. at the very end of the credits... You hear Michael Michael's breathing, yeah, yeah. Um, which is you know like it's it like horror movies always fucking do that with their slashers. They're mm-hmm. definitely dead. Just kidding. Um, but like even the first one doesn't want us to think he's dead. Like he disappears mm-hmm. from the field, and then you hear him breathing. He could be anywhere. He's going home with you. We don't see him though. No, yeah, that's, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Back so we could see that we house was burning. S- right. Yeah. Yeah. We see yeah. him when the fire starts downstairs. And then when they cut back, he's not there. Yeah. And then yeah, when they cut back and they show us the basement. The basement from an angle at which we should be able to see where he was standing. And the thing that I immediately thought was there's no fire in the fucking middle of that room. Right. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, there's no fire there, and there's also no Michael there. I don't know where the fuck he could have gone. That's what I'm saying. Um, but I believe that we are supposed to feel sort of... I'm anticipating some next-level bullshit out of Halloween 2 slash 3. <laughs> Parentheses I, 3. Were I writing it, here's how I would do it. Okay. As the house is burning, it starts to collapse. Yeah. A crack appears that he can get out of. Yeah. Here's what I would do if I were writing it. It's not him. We've got sketchy Cameron. We've got the zoom in on Allison holding the knife. We've got the the he's dead, but we have the um We never saw the truck driver. We no. never saw the truck driver. Oh the, yeah. Yeah, we never saw the truck driver that they get in the I car wanted with. to be Josh Hartnett just to be like, okay, bring it. That's okay. I wanted to be Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> Should've should have been Tom Atkins. That was like, oh please like that was my first thought was like, please be Tom Atkins, please be Tom Atkins. Or, please. Or never John see him. Oh, and like be... and that is a super sketchy thing that yeah. we never ever see him. Because like I immediately thought, oh man, like I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Who are they in the car with? Um but we have we also have had a taste of the psychologist psychiatrist and the um Podcasters? No, oh. the infectious nature of evil. Mm-hmm. Even the banal nature of evil when you get too fascinated with Michael Myers. Yeah, because what we, we have the podcasters who are like fucking weirdly um, two-faced. Mm-hmm. Like, they come in and they're like talking to the cemetery person, groundskeeper, and, uh, and and she's all like, oh yeah, this is weird. I don't know. Da, 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 da. I guess I've never lived in Haddonfield and I don't own a TV and I've never watched the news. So I don't know what's up with this. Yeah, Maybe that was You weird. guys can tell me. Um, but then they, they're like very like sincere and kind. And then they get to Judith Meyer's grave and they just fucking switch mm-hmm. into this like earnest podcasting. Yeah. And then he stabbed her. Three times severing her spinal cord. And I'm like, dude, I listen to Dr. Death and other weird podcasts, and you need to calm the fuck down. A <laughs> couple of things on that. I think they should have released whatever they did of the podcast 
for some very sm- like, yeah, like 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 two Claire episodes style. and they say well we gotta cancel it and cause they're they're missing now I'm yeah. so angry that that's not what Halloween Unmasked was now ah first did you notice that Judith Meyer's grave is concrete and forced now yes yeah yeah cause they that- learned they learned some lessons <laughs> Hanfield is trying yeah. okay <laughs> they are trying I think the city of Haddonfield is generally well meaning it's the state of Illinois where everything gets fucked up Thanks, Blagojevich. Um, but so we have this. Oh, was, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. One one other uh. thing. He he does the very clinical description of Judith Meyer's death, and it cuts to the actual footage from the original movie. And it's the weirdest shot in that whole original movie yeah. because little Mikey stabs his sister. She goes down, and he's still stabbing, and he looks up. Yeah. To his hand. I didn't I didn't get an explanation of that from his clinical like and he was just so fascinated with his own work that he was looking at his own hand. Now, obviously that wouldn't be in the, the police report, but I still want it like it was just a weird shot. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was that was that's always been a weird it's shot. Only, I, every, I love that movie, but that one shot I'm like, dude, pay attention, focus, and I'm only six and this is like your first little tinkering at the, the piano Mozart style. <laughs> But yeah. still, pay attention. Look yeah. at look at what you're, I have this conversation with my kid a lot. Just look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so you have these podcasters that sort of get like kind of infected by this fascination, and you've got the psychiatrist who gets infected by it, and then you've got the zoom in on Allison holding the knife, like you do in four, and in four it seems to imply like it like yeah. like she. She's, she's she has spun. what he has. Yeah. yeah, she says she's got what he has. So I think that probably the best thing they could do was make is make it not Michael. Because mm-hmm. like also the mm-hmm. mask, the psychologist or the psychiatrist, yeah. like psychiatrist put on the mask. Like True. he seemed compelled to yeah. put on the mask. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be very interesting if they managed to find Michael's charred mask somewhere and then just go with that. Yeah. Let Michael be gone. But oh, the I see. evil. Yeah. The evil is not. Oh, okay. I see. What you're saying is whoever the shape is is not Michael in the next movie. Yes. Because okay. yeah. I like you said like, it wasn't Michael in the basement and I'm like, eh, that's what Resurrection did. No, no. I think, I think it definitely was <laughs> yeah. Michael in the basement. I think gotcha. whoever is going to be in the next I one, it you. should... It's not bad. Yeah. So technically, it is the shape. Kind yeah. of a throwback yeah. to Carpenter's idea that evil can be anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I have not just... seen all these movies very many times at all. Um, I don't know what that's like. Why is he called the shape? It's he's... just how he was referred to in the script and in the credits of the first one. Okay. When he's in the mask yeah. and he's killing, they just call it okay. the shape. But in this movie, Lori calls him... Because she knows what's up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's read the script. <laughs> she, 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 she's, she knows. She's yeah. the new Loomis, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she she is the new Loomis. I just, I just think that... Like, in the movie, that should never have been said, because he's clearly not just a shape. To me, a shape is like... This whole it's, movie. It's a, more of a shapeless thing. It's like an undescribable, I don't know what else to call it other than a shape, and I'm like, that's a fucking man. This whole movie <laughs> consistently dehumanized him, though. They referred mm-hmm. to him as it more yeah. than once. Mm-hmm. They called him an animal. They yeah. called him a thing. Um, it, was, it was a fairly consistent theme that nobody referred to, well... Except he was for frequently King, yeah. not referred to as a human, mm-hmm. and which which actually bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I know it's the theme they're going for, but at the same time, he is a human. He's a ment- he's a <clears throat> severely mentally ill human, but he's a human. I don't think that he. I don't think that we are ever in any of the Halloween movies, so except maybe the first one, supposed to think that he is a 
severely mentally ill human. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that we are, I think that Loomis is very much of the opinion that he is not a fucking person. Mm-hmm. He is but something else. Yeah. yeah, he is a super, because even in, in this movie, when we're, when we hear Loomis's uh, tape, Oh, I Loomis want to talk is, about that. Keep going. Loomis is like, we need to kill him and burn the body. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. is not just lethal and giant. Like, burn the body. Loomis is like, this is beyond. Mm-hmm. The, like, like, this is not a person. Yeah. We need to start wrapping up. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, but we do need to start wrapping up. So fucking great, the tape of Loomis, old Loomis, because yeah. it's, it's an impersonator doing Donald Pleasance. Which is such a fuck you to H2O because in the opening credits of H2O it goes over all this sort of uh, evidence in, in the case and it has Loomis's voiceover, but it's it, but it's the same dialogue from the first one, but it's not him saying it. It's an impersonator doing it. And that was always a what the fuck kind of thing. Why not use the original source? But this, they use an impersonator, but they give us something new. New old Loomis. New old Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had on that. I love that. I love the tape. It was just the tape was great. Yeah, oh, tape made me happy. So much. Um, I have one more thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Okay. And we touched on it a little bit earlier. So Lori clearly has PTSD. Oh sure. Yeah. For for clear reason. And we talked about how it's kind of like the fear of everybody that has a mental illness that we will eventually be Lori. Um, and. This is really kind of a tangent that I'm about to go off on. It's just a soapbox that I have, and I apologize. Uh, not really. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, there's, like, this big, like, self-care thing, right? And self-care is great. But there's also a big self-care push where it's, like, cut out the toxic people in your life. Ah. And I kind of hate that sometimes. As somebody with depression and anxiety, I hate it too. Because yeah. I see that and I think, oh, you're talking about me. You're talking about cutting me out of your life. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... like I. I and it's, since you already came out with this, Donna, I adore you. I think you're amazing, and I don't think you're toxic at all. But a lot of these memes, whenever they get shared on Facebook and shit, do sound like they're talking about people like us. Yeah. And I look at that, and I'm like, oh, like, I've been shitty. I get that. Like, I'm a lot better. Like, I got new meds, guys. I'm a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it's just... I hate this idea of, like, you should cut people out of your life without looking back. There are some people I'm like, no, fuck that person. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel a lot for Lori in mm-hmm. this situation with her family where they are just shutting her down at every moment. And I'm like, she went through something yeah. that you can't fucking fathom. Literally, everybody she knew died. <laughs> Like, horribly, gruesomely screaming deaths. And don't ever say just get over it to somebody who's suffering from something like that. You maybe say get help, but don't say get over it. Yeah, get help, sure. Like, get help. Lori probably needs help. Um, She shouldn't have gotten to the point she did get to where she was like, I want him to be free so I can fucking kill him. That's bad. Um, But she also had no support. Yeah. She had none. Her family was like, ah, fine. this is, I told you so, this is why we don't invite mom out anymore. She, she also has a really pointed self-awareness, too, that I was, re- like, she... She has insight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She gets how she's damaged other people with her behavior, but she's like, I'm a basket case. She has no pretense that, like, I'm some avenging angel mm-hmm. and I'm the protector of Haddonfield, which would be what Batman would do. 
Um, <laughs> but no, she's just like, I'm a fucking mess and I've ruined everything. But. <laughs> but I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I never, I mean, I, Allison could have definitely worded what she said to her a little bit differently. Yeah. But I always took that Alice, she did have support from Allison because there was yeah. that relationship. Certainly that, more than Karen. Oh, definitely yeah. more than Karen. But I felt like by, by Allison always, did you call grandma? Did you, did you call grandmother? Did That's you? true. That's true. And she goes out of her way mm-hmm. to call her and say, hey, this is... But everybody, but everybody else. No, everybody like, else. I do Allison agree. Allison is reaching out. Yeah. And Karen and Ray are like pushing back. Yeah. Like Allison's like, give me your hand. And they're like, don't touch that. It's dirty. Yeah. Right. And the, uh, more to Lori's credit is that she doesn't blame Karen for having yeah. that kind of... She's like... And she even says like, no, I know what I did to you and, and, and I'm sorry for that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, this was all I knew how to do. Yeah. yeah. But at yeah. the same time, revolver. This yeah. is tactical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't jam. Yeah, accuracy. Which is yeah. why I drew the comparison to Sarah Connor at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Connor knew what she was doing. Right. But that so she did. wasn't wrong. That and was... she's doing the best she can with what she has. Yeah. 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 That was another really good moment when Karen sees her gun. Yeah. Yeah. And she grabs it, and I was so confused for a moment when she started going, "Mommy, I can't do this. I can't do it." Because I was like, "But you have your oh." <laughs> I see what's happening. Like, oh, fuck. That was a... I like... Like, I I enjoyed this movie as a not-slasher fan, but the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, fuck yeah, this movie! This movie's got some great stuff in it. Yeah, just like I said, the the flips of Lori being anti-shape, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to put my foot down on wrapping up. Okay, no, 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 no. Dude, we have been recording for a fucking long time. Did you have anything else to say? No, no, good. (laughs) Cool. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get to our rule, poll, and quote. Mac, you've got a quote. I've got nine of them. Well, yes, you do have nine of them, but you also have our official one. Yes. I, I still want to give the... You have no security system, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Uh, uh, shut up, Dave. I heard him breathing. Send Dave first. That's another one. But uh, <laughs> the real one, which I think is the thesis of the movie from our dear departed Oscar... You could have been so much better, Oscar. Have you ever really liked a girl and just couldn't have her? It was the closest to Michael Myers ever getting a connection with another human being in his life. <laughs> For a minute, when it, yeah. when Oscar said that, I actually thought maybe. Sorry, I actually oh, thought God. maybe Michael's not gonna kill him. Michael, Michael's just gonna be like a weird hug, hug. <laughs> like a weird. I, I feel you, bro. Yeah. I, I feel you. Get, like, get on home. Bitches be crazy. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I like the like that. I think that moment was actually really good because for a minute I was like, maybe he's okay. Yeah. Then he's not. He's not. He's yeah. All right, and then you also have a rule, Mac. Uh, yes. Oh, I had maybe podcasters should shut the fuck up every once in a while, but that uh, met some resistance in this particular podcast. Did not come here to be called out like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe British podcasters should shut shut the fuck up. <laughs> As an American, I think we can all get behind that. Yep. Uh, maybe don't try to understand Michael Myers. Uh, there's nothing to understand. Uh, the sequels tried to do it and fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. Sartain tried to do it, really fucked everything up. Podcasters tried to do it and they fucked it up just enough to push it over the line. To get out of that box. Yeah, get out of that box. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend at the Attorney General's office who gave me this. Man, this. Springfield's fucked up. 
They gave it to him because he also had three grand. That's where his yeah, three grand. That's, true. that's where that's he'll true. spend the three grand at. Not giving it to Lori. That's true. All right, and I have our poll. Do you think anti Loomis caused the bus crash? Yes. No. I I think it's plausible that he did, but I don't really think he did. I think he set up the scenario knowing full well that Michael would cause the bus crash. Isn't that really causing it though? I don't think he physically went up and like pulled the driver out of the seat and caused everything to tumble over. I just think he was like, and now we play the waiting game. <laughs> See, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel he, like, he made a point to be on that bus. He's got that crazy pin with him, which we see yeah. him sign the release. So there's some calculations. He, he go- goes out of his way to be on that bus. Like, yeah. he has that yeah. whole line of like, no, I'm going to see this through to the end. But yeah. I, I think that's... Just setting up the chess pieces and letting them fall where they may. Oh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I have, I have a more full answer to this, but I feel like we should ask Debbie if she has an opinion on it. It's, I'm, I'm processing it. <laughs> it like I didn't think about this at all during the movie, um, but part of me is like, yeah. I mean, because because look, if I if I think about it otherwise, like he wanted to be on the bus. And you say, let the pieces fall where they may. He would mm-hmm. not have been happy if they fall the other way. Yeah. And Michael did That's not escape. True. But. So I guess here's the real question. Like, here, yeah. here's here's a thing. One, does Michael know what day it is? Michael's totally aware. They say that in the yeah. first scene. He has complete awareness of everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably what happened, unless Donna has anything to add before I say this. No, go for it. Are you sure? No, the only thing, my my personal opinion is that Michael, I mean, excuse me, that anti-Loomis did not cause it, but if a deleted scene were to come out showing that he did, I'd be like, okay, I can buy that. I'm with Donna. Yeah. I think that he probably found out that there was they, there was a transfer happening mm-hmm. on Halloween, and then he did whatever he had to do to make sure that Michael was going to be a part of that transfer. I. I, the only counter I'd say to that is I think the state wanted to transfer him and uh, new, and Sartain delayed just enough to make sure that it was going to happen close enough to Halloween. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I don't know yeah. exactly how this stuff works. Right. Uh, so I'll go with that. Whatever whatever happened to make yeah. it as close to Halloween yeah. as possible before Halloween. Right. Because you can't wait till after because then you have a whole like 364 days. Where he's just like... Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally him standing by the ca- the calendar. His 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 coveralls are over here. Um, but so I think that he did everything he could to make sure that Michael would be on that bus and that he would be on that bus. And I think that probably if he did not have an active part in making the bus crash happen, he would have if the if it had not happened. If Michael had not done it, he would have done something too. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. I I still think he he knew enough about Michael that if he said, I don't think ne- he did ne- near Halloween. No, just enough situationally, not actually understanding him. Just saying, man, if we get him out in the open, close enough to Halloween, something's gonna happen. something's gonna happen. And I'm willing to go any as Sartain, I'm willing to go along with whatever that ride is because I want to feel that moment. Of- he was just way too. He was way too excited about. Yes, you got to see him hunt in the wild. Loomis got to see him hunt in the wild. Like I, I just I feel like he did not act. Like I think he was really bad at his job um, because no he did not. He like. 
he thought that Michael said something to Allison. I think there was so much hope. Like, I think that... No, he believed her, though. That's what I mean. Like, that that, that hope of... I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Like, I feel like you can have hope and still know somebody's fucking lying. Oh, no. Uh, no, his cheese slid off his cracker a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but was like, there like, ever cheese on the cracker? Well, he did study under Loomis, so there could have been, like... <laughs> and Loomis, not exactly a cheese and cracker kind of guy. <laughs> A force of good, to be sure. Thomas did have some cheese cracker alignment issues. Issues, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just don't think he understood his patient very well at all. Of course, Jack would at this moment say it's because he's a psychiatrist and not a psychologist. go to work guys because <laughs> we can because adrian's got to go to work and deb has company coming yeah. All right. i think i, I got to everything i wanted to i i hit my stuff and stuff that i didn't know i wanted to hit so we're good uh, jesus christ frank fuck yeah, oh i, I did know. have one thing that i didn't talk about but just one why did dave get a tattoo of the, that, the tattoo was weird. Like, okay, because he thought I, he was getting laid that night. Yeah. But he wasn't. And why would you get a tattoo if you were only like 80% sure this was going to be worth it? Okay, and he doesn't seem upset that she says dry humped. That's true. And he, he's not pushing enough to be like, hey, I got this tattoo. We're going to fuck. It, but, I okay. I think that's a weed brain talking on day. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Go ahead and fuck and then say, you know what? This is an important day. I'm going to get a tattoo tomorrow. That says 10-31-18. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I didn't understand why he got that. I was like, is this an anarchy? Like, I get that it's Halloween and the movie's Halloween. I understand yeah. all of this. Um, yeah, no, it, there, there, there should have been something else other than just numbers. Like, yeah. maybe it was a jack-o'-lantern. Like, that would just, just a jack-o'-lantern. But then I'm like, is that your anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me some context here for why she's so, because imp- she is so impressed. Like, he's like, I got this today. And she's like, oh. <gasps> And she, like, touches it. And that was not a fresh tattoo, BT Dubs, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and she, like, touches it. And she's like, mm, you're so getting dry humped. That and is they... a good way to get staff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, don't fucking touch people's new tattoos. <laughs> Two quick thoughts. I will give them in, in under ten seconds. The cinematography was good, not great. I miss Dean Cundy. And the second one is, is it possible Ray brought his yo-yo to Lori's house? Yes. Because <laughs> I don't think Lori has a lot of yo-yos. I, I, the end. I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go. Okay. I was like, your daughter's probably dead, dude. Yeah, he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we do appreciate all your support that you give us. We are on social media. We're on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. We're and we on- clearly want to talk about this, so contact us. <laughs> yes, please contact us. Uh, we're on Instagram, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. And we're on Facebook, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our webpage, beyondthecabinthewoods.com. We have a Patreon. You've heard us talk about the video, uh, which is Beyond the Cabin. I'm sorry, I had to cough. Um, we do have some sister podcasts and a brother podcast, Collective Snark, uh, Once More with Feeling the 20th Anniversary Buffy Fancast, and the Family Business, which is a Supernatural Rewatch. And please go support Gummy Cat Network. They're awesome. Thank you. Incidentally, uh, not on Gummy Cat, but on a amurderofstorytellers.com, you can hear me and frequently Adrian on uh, a Murder of Storytellers podcast. Talking about writing shit. Talking about writing shit. And don't read the Latin. Maybe don't even write the Latin. Yeah, you can look at it. <laughs>
<laughs> Don't try to understand the Latin. Just let there. the Latin happen. There you go. <laughs> Bye. You know what horror is? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.